Welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast. I'm your host, Robin Birkin, a fertility coach, speaker and writer from robinbirkin.com. Today, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Jules Galloway. Jules is a naturopath from sunny Byron Bay. She's one of the experts in our vault, which is part of our Fertility Warrior Intensive Program. Absolutely lovely girl, full of lots of wisdom uh, and all sorts of good things. She's also a naturopath, if I haven't mentioned, who specialises in things like adrenal fatigue, hashtag all the stress, busy lifestyles and things like that. Welcome to the podcast, Jules. Ah, oh, thank you so much for that really lovely introduction. When you said she was full of, I was going to think cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Sad, no. Um, yeah. And can you tell us a little bit more, you know, like other than just my brief introduction of, you know, hashtag all the stress, hashtag adrenal <laughs> fatigue, what it is that uh, you do um, most often uh, and what do you see most often in your clients? Oh, goodness. Actually, I think you pretty much summed it up. Like I work with uh, mostly with tired and fatigued women who want to feel amazing again, but feel like they're never going to get there. So they, I deal a lot with adrenal fatigue. I deal a lot with burnout. Uh, I have a lot of women with hormonal issues, thyroid issues, autoimmune issues, all kinds of, you know, gnarly little chronic uh, illnesses here and there. Uh, and I do a lot of functional medicine in my practice, which is, it's kind of like one part naturopathy and one part science mixed together. So I do a lot of pathology testing and, uh, you know, looking really deeply for the underlying causes of why these things are happening. So I, I also work with a few little biochemical issues like pyrrole disorder and MTHFR, which, you know, some people may or may not have heard of, but they are becoming a lot more mainstream these days. Uh, so I never accept that, you know, an illness is just an illness. Like I'm always digging for the reason that that illness happened in the first place. So even if someone came to me with adrenal fatigue, I would be digging to find out what caused that adrenal fatigue and then getting to that root cause and then working our way back up from there. So yeah, I, I'm kind of one part detective, one part science nerd, one part uh, woo woo hippie and mix it all together. Yep. <laughs> and here I am. And I love that. And I just, one of the reasons everybody who listens to this podcast knows that I am such a big fan of naturopathy and particularly because it really helped me on my journey. But I think that when we, you know, sometimes when we look at doctors, doctors kind of are interested in when we have these hard symptoms, but sometimes miss the mark of trying to get into the reasons why. And they're also so focused on sickness rather than wellness. And that's to me, one of the key differences with naturopathy is that it's about okay well what is wrong and how do we get to feeling good and feeling great again when we're not feeling optimal yeah i think doctors are i mean they've they've definitely got an important place in society but they're really really good at prescribing you something to help your symptoms 
Mm-hmm. So if you've got a headache, hey, painkiller. If you've got, uh, you know, if you've got joint pain, oh, anti-inflammatory. Um, they're also good at saving your life if you've got like some awful infection, like, yeah, take yep. the antibiotics or, you know, mend that arm in surgery if you break your arm. Like, you know, there, there's a really important role for doctors here. But I, I think if you're constantly going to the doctor to get them to fix your symptoms like you run that risk of never getting to the root cause of why you're getting sick in the first place absolutely that is so true um and i totally agree they have their place but i think that there is definitely a place and one of the things i also advocate is building a team of people to help you through uh wherever you are at to get to being you know be it physical or mental uh, but being in an optimal state where everything seems like it's fitting together and so interesting when you were introducing yourself a lot of the things that you were discussing are things that um could be potential causes of infertility as well i was like mtfhr tick hormonal disruption (laughs) tick (laughs) Um, and one of the things as well i think is that you and i have the same clients oh my god yes (laughs) like they're type a's right like i'm a type a you're a type a we're dealing basically with ourselves like type a women successful used to you know like working hard to get what they want but then sometimes you know like all of that hard work and burning the candle at both ends you know, like it can't it's not always that great is it <laughs> no I've, I've literally before i jumped on on this call with you I've, I've literally been sitting here writing a blog post about why successful driven women are the most prone to burnout Yes. So it's a thing. It's a thing. And I don't know, like we, we probably attract them a little more because like you, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe, they say. So yeah. of course, if you're type A, you're going to attract other type A's. They seem to just like become magnetized. Uh, but yeah, yeah in, in the world of burnout and naturopathy, like it's the driven women who, who they don't heed the warning signs. Like mm. everyone gets warning signs. Some women will go off and nap and slow down and stay home and say no to things. And some women just keep on pushing. And I think we all know which ones they are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And okay. And so you mentioned adrenal fatigue and you also mentioned um, that, yes, there is adrenal fatigue and yes, there are sometimes, you know, like various causes and things like that of adrenal fatigue. Can you just explain to us a little bit more for anyone who doesn't know what is adrenal fatigue for a start? It's actually a really fashionable term that's been tossed around a lot lately and it can sometimes even be disputed. Uh, the more technical way of describing it would be something like HPA axis dysfunction, but, you know, that's not very sexy well, and doesn't have a ring fine. to it and, and, you know, just quietly not many people are Googling that. So mm. we, I still call it adrenal fatigue even though your adrenal glands technically don't get tired. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. So adrenal fatigue is what happens when your body has been in a, uh, what we call fight or flight for too long. So mm-hmm. if you're busy and you're driven and you're pushing and you're burning the candle at both ends, chances are you understand what I'm saying when I say fight or flight. It's that, that feeling of being edgy and anxious, but also on point. You know, when you put on your superwoman mm-hmm. cape and you smash out your to-do list and you're like, oh my God, I was on fire today. I got everything done, <laughs> picked up, you know, picked up this person, went to that place, you know, smashed out that to-do list, dealt with that stressful situation, like bang, 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 bang. And then you get to the end of the day and you're wired. We often refer to it mm-hmm. in the early stages of adrenal fatigue as being wired, but tired. And 
women at that point don't often realize that they're in adrenal fatigue or in fight or flight. So they don't stop. In fact, it's quite an addictive situation to be in because you are smashing out your to-do list. You are getting everything done. And sometimes you actually feel excited to be on point in that way. Mm-hmm. But that, that feeling, that tingling in your fingers, that, you know, that feeling of getting everything done, of rushing, 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 is part of our fight or flight system. And, and what that is, is it's a really primitive system in the body that was designed to be activated when we were in imminent danger, right? Imminent yeah. danger. Can't stress those two words enough. Like so, a tiger's going to eat me. Yeah. So yeah. Like when, when we're living in caves... Like we didn't mm-hmm. have a we didn't have a shopping list and have to you know deal with the mum in law and then we didn't have to rush all the way across town and get stuck in a traffic jam. Imminent danger was a, a tiger or a bear or you know maybe a flood or a fire or or you know maybe the the neighbouring tribe over there had come over with their spears for a bit of a fight. That was probably as bad <laughs> yeah. as it got. Um, and and all those things are life threatening. So this fight or flight system in the body is activated in response to stress but stress in those days usually involved big danger imminent danger so the body produces cortisol in really high amounts which is a stress hormone and adrenaline and that sends a message to your arms and your legs to become stronger like all the blood goes to your arms and legs and the muscles become stronger and faster acting so you can run and fight if you have to it also sends uh blood and nutrients and energy to the brain so that you can think faster so you're on point so you can make quick you know life-saving decisions uh it diverts so in order to feed the arms and the legs and the brain right you need to divert those nutrients in the blood and the energy away from things that your body deems to be non-essential functions. Mm. And remember, yeah. it's non-essential if you're in danger of being eaten by a tiger. So fertility is one of those things mm-hmm. that drops off really fast because it's like, well, do I need to fight a tiger today or do I need to make a baby? And the body says, you're not making baby today, sunshine, because there's a tiger after you and we're all going to die. So Obviously, your body will then divert the precursors away from your reproductive hormone production mm-hmm. over to making the cortisol because yeah. you've got to, you've got to get out of there. And it's the same with your thyroid hormones, like the same precursors that you need to make healthy, beautiful thyroid hormones are now being shunted over to make more stress hormones. So the body mm-hmm. prioritizes, it takes the energy and the nutrients away from the digestive system in order to provide nutrients and energy to the arms and the legs and the brain. So these so-called non-essential functions aren't needed in that moment. But if we fast forward back to our modern lives, when the saber-toothed tiger is turning up in the form of a traffic jam, a long line at Coles, when you've got somewhere to be, phone call from your boss, etc., they're not life-threatening, but you're still diverting energy and nutrients away from reproductive system, thyroid, Mm. digestion, all those sorts of things. And then we live there. We do this every day, every day. And so how often do you think you are actually going to come across a tiger or a flood or a fire when you are living in your cave? Like once a week, once a month, once every couple Mm -hmm. of months? Uh, How often are we now activating that fight or flight system? Like for a lot of women, it's every single day. Yeah. And do you think as well that 
when we are living in like a constant state of anxiety um, and being hypersensitive about everything that's going on with our fertility um, and, you know, in this constant state of um, anxiety about, you know, potentially not falling pregnant and on this and that, that can also sort of activate that fight or flight, can't it? Absolutely. Your body doesn't know the difference between emotional stress and physical danger. It only knows two systems like on and off. So Mm -hmm. anything that stresses you out, whether it's danger or some sort of emotional stress, your body files that under fight or flight and produces the same hormone. It doesn't have a separate hormone for when you're feeling anxious and a separate hormone for when you're in touch with a tiger. It's the same Mm -hmm. hormone. It's just in slightly varying amounts. So every, you know, every time you're feeling anxious every time you're feeling stressed no matter what the cause no matter what the source it's still going to that same system yeah and we talk about this you know like a lot in the fertility warrior intensive um and yeah we talk about this whole concept of fight or flight and things like that so when we talk about this you know like wide but tired feeling that we've got this feeling that we're on what other symptoms uh can that maybe manifest itself in Oh, so, so, so many. The most, the most common one I see is feeling really wired earlier in the day, mm-hmm. having that real drop at about 3.30 in the afternoon, bottoming out around dinner time, but then sometimes getting a second wind at about 9, 9.30 at night and then not being able to get to sleep. Uh, yeah. poor, poor sleep in general, not being able to sleep because your thoughts are tick, tick, ticking over. Uh, Mm -hmm. little things like uh, it really eats into your magnesium stores. So uh, signs of magnesium deficiency are really common. So Mm -hmm. things like muscle cramps and tension headaches are sometimes the first things to pop up. Uh, Another one that I tell people to watch out for, uh, which, you know, people may not be aware of is that, you know, when you drink coffee or caffeine, Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work on you anymore, but it used to perk you up and you're still having it every day just to kind of feel normal, but it doesn't give you that buzz that it used to give you. So when people say, oh yeah, coffee just doesn't do it for me anymore. I'm like, "Uh, uh, uh, we have some problems here. Mm, Yeah. Um, And you have like, I know that you have on your website, heaps of like diagnostic stuff, heaps of articles that people can read on, you know, finding out if they have uh, adrenal fatigue. Um, You do, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I was just going to create, no, I I do. I definitely do. And there's always, there's always a free gift there to help you get started as well. If you don't know where to start with adrenal fatigue. Yeah. Um, And so when we're looking at, let's talk, let's talk about cortisol. So we talked about cortisol just before, and we talked about how fertility is a non-essential, I guess, function for life. Um, So Cortisol can affect like our sex hormones, which are our hormones, you know, that obviously impact our fertilities and our hormone levels and things like that, can't they? Absolutely. And every time I see, well, nearly every time I see a woman with, you know, stage three adrenal fatigue, because there's different stages. So your earlier stages, like stage two, you're still wired. The stage mm. three, you start heading into just feeling burned out. You don't even get that mm. buzz anymore. And that's when the cortisol levels start to drop. And I find that when people have been in adrenal fatigue for a long time, like it's like bye-bye sex drive. It's just gone. Like They come to me and they're like, oh, you know, my husband, he kind of like snuggles on over and I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> like I love him and, and I want to, but then, you know, my body is just like, 
no nope. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah very uh, common very common yeah. and definite warning sign okay so then when we look at infertility as well infertility just in itself is a stressful situation so you know like i've just mentioned there like you know our anxiety can have a big thing and you know like when people with infertility we talk about stress it's almost like a trigger that it can make us make us feel a bit more stressed when we talk about it um, and the research has shown that the stress women with infertility experience is comparable to that of women with a cancer diagnosis or aids or heart disease um, and in some cases it's been named as like the silent minority um, so sometimes I feel like, you know, like when our mums and everyone tells us to stop stressing, it can make things worse. Um, but <laughs> It's like when someone's anxious and then some helpful yeah. person, usually the husband, will come along and go, just don't be anxious. Or when they say yeah. calm down, it's like, I'm not calming down. So, yeah, yeah it's like it's, imagine going to a, a, a woman who's experiencing infertility and saying uh, oh, just just yeah. try to just try to relax darling relax and yeah. then it will just happen it's like oh doesn't that make you want to punch walls yes or like punch <laughs> or just like sucker punch them in the throat um, <laughs> oh you had to take it up a notch didn't you? i did uh, yeah i did um because i can feel the anger of all the fertility warriors like in me right now but like if we be serious for a moment yes being <laughs> better at stress is going to have a better uh, impact on us Absolutely. We must, must, must find ways to manage that stress. So the, the more stressed you are about the infertility, the more action you're going to have to take to counteract that stress. So more yoga, more meditation, more mindfulness, whatever it is that's going to work for you, you're going to have to work really hard at it. Because, you know, like I just said, you can't just tell yourself not to be stressed. So I mean, if you're, if you're really keen to have a baby and the clocks are ticking, like there's no taking away that stress. It's always in the back of your mind. So we have to find other ways to counteract that. And so yeah, there's so many resources available now, you know, in terms of mindfulness and yeah. all of those things. But I think the problem is, is that we're not doing them. I spoke at yeah. a conference recently uh, called the Wellness Base Camp. And I asked people how many mindfulness apps they had on their phone. And people were just like grinning and, and they looked a bit embarrassed. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I bet you've got like six different mindfulness apps on your phone. But how many of them are you actually using mm -hmm. on a daily basis? And then it was like, oh, yeah, not really. So, yeah. so we actually have to schedule it in and really do the work because where you know if if you're going through this then unfortunately you're going to have to put a few things in place to be able to counteract that yeah we need to take action don't we and yep i'm sure that in your practice as well you like you tell people what lifestyle and diet changes and things like that you they need to make as well so naturopathy to some degree um possibly more so than you know, like a doctor has a bit more of a holistic kind of element to it doesn't it yeah, absolutely. Like I said, because we're always looking for that root cause, then once we find it, we have to take action. And if the root cause is that your body becomes inflamed when you eat gluten, we have to take it mm -hmm. away. Uh, so it, it's it's not easy to take yeah. things away from a person who's already stressed, who's already mm -hmm. going through a lot and then have, you know, it's really hard to have someone in your face saying, Okay, so I'm just going to take away your gluten, your dairy, your sugar, and all the fun things that you're using to comfort yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, so my approach is that we have to get in there and crowd out the stuff that you shouldn't be eating mm -hmm. by introducing you to new and better and more fun 
options. So I do a lot of work with, with the women who go through my, my adrenal fatigue program, for example, Mm -hmm. like we do a lot of work with uh, introducing them to new recipes, uh, easy nourishing dishes, slow cooked meals, beautiful, you know, things that help husbands are happy to eat because I know that's important you don't want to be cooking two dinners or making him cook his own Uh, but yeah beautiful nourishing foods that are really nutrient rich that are diverse in color um, that give you new flavors to explore and new things to try that are outside the box and then one day you you pop back in and go oh yeah I hardly even noticed that I didn't eat gluten this week because I was so excited about these other foods and now I'm really excited about food again yeah and what kind of you know like how what are the changes that you see in people like what kind of changes do people have um when they start getting all of this shit under control uh it really depends on what we're changing and and how it was affecting them in the first place like i've had women come back to me in three or four days and be like oh my god it's like you've waved a magic wand I've had women, it's taken three or four months. So mm. it's, you yeah. can never predict how it's going to go. Like I always have an idea in my head of, of how long it's going to take. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm talking to a person, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Mm. But yeah. yeah, you always hope that you'll see small improvements along the way because that helps the person to stay motivated. Mm. If you're doing, if you're slogging away, changing your diet, taking supplements, blah, 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 for like months and not getting any results, Mm -hmm. uh, I'd actually think that we need to find a new approach that we haven't got it dialed in right. Like even though it takes, it might take some women like several months to get a turnaround in their energy levels, there's always things we can look for and measure along the way. So the first time I see a client, I'll be asking them lots of questions like, how many headaches do you get every week? Do you get muscle cramps? How many times during the week? Are you bloated? Um, How's your bowel function? Are you constipated? Do you get diarrhea? All of those sorts of things. And I write it all down. And then the next time I speak to them, if it's say four weeks later or whatever, I'll be like, okay, well, in March, you said that you were getting tension headaches five times a week. How many are you getting now? And they'll be like, oh, I'm down to two a week. And we're like, all right, this is good. This is good. So there's, you always need to notice all of those little things along the way because they'll tell you if you're on the right track and it will help to motivate you. Just even noticing that your bloating's going down or that you've got less heartburn, like these, these are all wins that need to be celebrated and they're all signs that what you're doing is, is on the right track. And that's why I think like it's the same with the Fertility Warrior Intensive. There's nothing, you can't, it's not just about like you talking to someone and saying, yeah, I mean, even like on the podcast today, like, okay, do X, Y, Z, this, this, go away and now work on it. Sometimes it actually takes time. Sometimes there's lessons that you need to learn. Sometimes you need someone holding your hand, helping you through it um, and like going through a few of the ups and downs and hiccups and things like that and tweaking to get it right. So I'm, you know, how long, talk, talk to me just for a second about your adrenal fatigue. Uh, program that you run it's not a like one meeting set and forget see you later have a good day kind of thing is it oh my god no because then no one would actually do the work either (laughs) (laughs) you need to stay front of mind so it's a 12-week program and in Mm. that 12 weeks you you get a weekly video you get a facebook group you get meal plans shopping lists recipes but you also get a weekly group coaching call that's done on a video conferencing platform Mm -hmm. so that you actually get to discuss with other members of the program in real time you know what's working for you what isn't working what do you need help with what are your goals did you reach your goals last week so it's accountability 
and a check-in. And then as part of my program, they also get three one-on-one consultations with me, which means I'm a breathing down the neck. (laughs) (laughs) So we kind of fast track that naturopathy. We do a consult Mm. at the start of the 12 weeks, a consult at the halfway point, and then a consult towards the end uh, to really get in and fast track and find all those underlying issues and start to Mm -hmm. tweak them um, while everything's really fresh. So while you're over there changing your diet and learning to cook new foods, I'm over I'm over here digging in, looking at pathology reports, trying to figure out what's going on underneath it all. So yeah, it it is a really intensive program, but I found that without that intensity and without that accountability, uh, people are less likely to actually finish the course. I mean, how, how many times have people bought courses? I know I've done it. You buy a program or a course, you do the first little bit and then it just kind of sits there. Yeah. It's yeah, it's exactly like the same. And we deal I think we're dealing with exactly the same people. You need the yeah. you need the one on ones. Like we're talking about the same people. We're I know that there's all these fertility warriors out there raising their hands and being like, Yep, I'm guilty, yep, this is me. You've just given us some amazing wisdom right there um so if people want to if people are you know like me have their hands up and they're like oh shit i might be guilty of this um you've got stuff for them on your website that can help them learn more about adrenal fatigue whether they're at risk all that kind of stuff don't you Yep. So there's always a free gift there to help you get started when you think you've got adrenal fatigue. Uh, Those free gifts do change from time to time. At the moment, it's like a little one page guide to healing your adrenals, but soon there'll be a quiz there instead. And then in the future, that might change again, because I do like to keep providing new things for people. Uh, So yeah, just look, pop over to julesgalloway.com. Have a look around there. You'll see a options there for you know get your free gift and there'll be something there to help you get started to get back on that path to health and you also have a podcast just like me so that if people are listening to this podcast that means that they listen to podcasts and if they want a bit (laughs) of taipei sass just like this podcast they need to head over to the shiny healthy you podcast and jules i'm putting you on the spot here are there any episodes that you're like this is must listen to for people who are going through infertility oh my goodness um if i go right back there is actually a podcast on adrenal fatigue that's a fair way back i'll have a bit of a scroll and see if i can find it um shiny healthy you episode number 59 if you're a driven type a woman that is a must bella zanesco um she's the one who wrote smart girls screw up too um, it's a, yeah, it's a best-selling book. It's out now. Um, and Bella, uh, came on the podcast and we talked about how she came back from corporate burnout. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I think she was right at the point of adrenal failure actually. Oh, wow. Um, there's a beautiful chat recently with Lauren Verona. She's, uh, um, a yoga instructor. She actually has a platform where you can do yoga from home with her. So if you, if you think you're too busy or for some reason you can't get to your yoga slash mindfulness slash meditation class, like there's no excuse. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, if you go back sort of back through the you know the past catalog shiny healthy you number 50 i talk about chronic fatigue and then if you go way way back uh there is actually one on just on adrenal fatigue as well so there's plenty there to sink your teeth into and there's new episodes coming out every fortnight perfect thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us um as always uh, it's been a pleasure 
talking with you, Jules, and I will catch you soon. Uh, anytime. It's always fun chatting with you too, Robin. So thank you so much for having me on the show. And Fertility Warriors, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Stay tuned for next month's episode. We obviously have plenty more uh, in store. If you're interested in more things, check out our past episodes or head to robinberkin.com where you can find out uh, many more articles, uh, freebies and downloads and things like that. <laughs>